Want to be a Christian nation? Start forgiving people. You want to be a Christian nation? Start loving that. Absolutely correct. That's how we're a Christian nation. Absolutely correct. It's loving people that are not like you. It's loving people that despitefully use you. It's loving people that actually hate you. First, I was like, God, we're fighting like this this early. Like, how are we going to get me? But now I think it's the exact opposite. Absolutely correct. Yes. Because the people that don't fight are lazy and they leave. You can't watch almost any porn without God's name coming out of somebody's mouth. Right. And even an atheist says, oh, God. They're actually watching glory in a perverted way. It's like a bootleg version. It's a bootleg version. But I always thought part of it was like me being broken. I'm like, all right, I'm really bad on first dates. Um, <laughs> I didn't think God would like me, so I didn't like people who like God. People who would use God to tell me what a bad person I was, and I was like, I don't need God for that. I tell myself I'm a bad person all the time. Sometimes we feel like we don't belong. Sometimes we feel like no matter how hard we try, we will never be good enough. But we still try. Together, broken and battered. So misfits, outcasts, chronic screw-ups, clinically depressed, weirdos, and Christians who don't fit inside the box. This show is for everyone trying to get better. The show is for me. So get comfortable and meet us in the back row. Welcome to the back row with Jamie Kilstein. My name is Jamie Kilstein. I am a comedian, a writer, a podcaster. I have depression. I will have imposter syndrome during this interview. There is anxiety. It'll take me about 10 minutes to find my rhythm. Um, what else? I'm a comedian. It's, it's, it's good and bad. There's good and bad. But today um, we have uh, my, my favorite guest. Uh, this is kind of how it all started. Um, he doesn't need an introduction. He, he hosts The Basement. Um, he has turned into a mentor and a friend. I was at, we had like five minutes before the show started and I just started ranting everything bad that happened to me this week and was like, help me. Um, uh, Tim Ross, everybody. Tim Ross is here. Yee! Hi, bud. I love you, man. It's so good to be here with you. I love you. you too. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, we first met in this studio and because I am lesser than you, we don't have air conditioning for this one. <laughs> And you, you, you really pulled some some uh, some some big boy god cards by getting air conditioning for your show. Um, I, well, I have on good deodorant. Yeah. Okay. Good. 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 So we're good. I only had. I made Malachi brought me t-shirts uh i only had a hoodie because mm -hmm. i was like i want to look cool for the tim episode so i had a fight hoodie yeah. and they were like there's no air conditioning <laughs> and i was like oh no and so i asked malachi to bring t-shirts and then um because i'm a true professional yeah. i told him i go hey i have a button down he goes what did you find that in your car and i was like yeah how'd you know and i was like oh you're making fun of me but yes i found this <laughs> in my car um so we're ready to go sweet yeah uh, i want to talk about what we were just talking about off air yeah um we were talking about getting out of your own way and I realized after you you complimented me for saying getting out of my own way, and I'm immediately going to turn that around. Um, I realized when all that bad stuff I was telling you was happening, mm -hmm. I completely like locked God out. Mm. And so it's so funny because, and I don't know if this goes away. I'll ask you if it goes away. Um, all these good things that have happened to me mm -hmm. couldn't be clearer from God. Yeah. It's um accepting Jesus, 
going through these hurdles, all this stuff happening, saying no to suicide, saying, you know, all, all, all this stuff, um, saying no to hookups and porn and suddenly meeting the girl I'm going to marry, um, saying no to artistic endeavors that didn't match my values. This happens. Um, it was so obvious. There was yep. no metaphor. Yep. Um, I, I, I told this story on uh, Joshua Broom's episode, but it's just, it, I'll tell the short version. Yeah. When we found our house, um, my girlfriend said a prayer. She goes, she prayed for a sign. If it was the right house, we walk into the house and the owners left a literal sign that said, this house is blessed. And we were like, all right, God knows we're so, <laughs> he's like, we can't do metaphors. We can't be sneaky. We yeah, have yeah. to give him a literal sign. <laughs> like there was a Simpsons episode where Homer yeah. was debating cheating on his wife and he got um, a fortune cookie that said, you will find a new love. And mm. he goes, oh no, I guess I'm gonna have to cheat on Marge. And they cut to the back of the restaurant and they go, uh, we're out of uh, we're out of uh, new love fortunes. And then they have another barrel and they go, all right, we'll start using the stick with your wife barrel. Uh, <laughs> and I feel like that's the, how clear I need it. Yeah. Um, then the second things got hard, even though God gave me all these good things. Yep. The second that me and my girlfriend had imposter syndrome. The second I was like, do I deserve a house? The second I was like, am I going to be good on this podcast? The second she was like, do I deserve a loving relationship? I don't know how to function in one of those. Suddenly, instead of going back to God, mm. who gave me all these things, mm. when things got hard, I was like, I got it. <laughs> and it all fell apart. Uh, and it completely. And then we only said prayers literally before food and the prayers were just desperate yeah it was just like thank you for these nachos also like we don't know how to do this yeah, and like, yeah, yeah. And, but that was it yeah, it, yeah, yeah. we stopped glorifying we stopped uh, thanking god for sunsets we stopped doing all of these things that got us to the game yep um you know it would be like uh, uh and uh, the, the bulls make it to the finals and they're like, we don't need Jordan. Let's, right, try, right. let's try something new. <laughs> exactly. You know, Barry's been excited to, to play. Let's get Barry in here. And you know what I mean? <laughs> I do. Um, does that stop? Because you think it's so obvious. God gives you this thing. Just go to God when it's hard. Yep. And then instead you're like, no, I'm going to do my dumb shit ideas, which got me into all the problems in the first place before I leaned on God. Absolutely. So, so I have two thoughts based on what you just said. The first one is, um, yay. You're you're in your what I affectionately call the flea stage. Okay. Okay. Of your faith, right? Oh, yep. Um, in the twenty-seven and a half years that I've been walking with Jesus, there's I, I'm either exhibiting the faith of Abraham, right? Yes. I'm I'm bold enough to step out into nothing until I see something, yes. right? The rest of the time I have the fleece of Gideon. Yeah. Right? I'm like, I don't believe what you just said to me. Yeah, this wine cellar's nice. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I knew that story, everybody. I knew that story. Hey, you get that for that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you get Let's that for go. that. Right. So so um when I don't have the faith of Abraham, I have the fleeces of Gideon. Yeah. And I need visible signs. Right. And here's the thing, God's not petty like, I can't believe you're not like my boy Abe. See? <laughs> Damn it. Jamie, why don't you be more like Abe? Why do I got to keep showing you like this house is blessed signs? Because that's where you are right now. Right, 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 right. Now I'm imagining walking in through the back door and seeing a sign that just says, be like Abe. <laughs> All right. Very funny. So, so literally, um, there's an ebb and flow throughout your journey where there will be episodes and seasons of your life where you're like, I'm Abraham. I don't yeah. even know how the Lord's going to do it, but I'm out here. The petty thing. I think is so huge for people listening and so huge for me because you can hear God loves you yep. over and over and over again. And literally that'd be like a day where I was so concerned trying to fix my relationship 
that I wouldn't pray or I wouldn't whatever. And I'm like, he's going to be done with me, dude. Mm. He's going to throw me out. Like, mm. and so then you go, you get embarrassed to pray again. Cause mm -hmm. you're like, well, now I can't come to him. I didn't mm -hmm. glorify him. Mm -hmm. So I can't ask him for something. Mm. Like he's already seen that I'm blowing it. Mm. Um, and you know, it's funny because when I did your show, we talked about having imposter syndrome with God and my life has gotten substantially better since your show. And yeah, it doesn't go away just because your life's better. It's right. like even the little things now, yeah. I still think I can be kind of thrown away. And then when I do just accept his love, yep. it's like it all, everything goes away. Yeah, it's it's it, it 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 takes a long time for the truth of God's love to settle in. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, you're not leaving? Right. Oh, you're actually not angry? You're not like my friends from LA who I can't get you on a TV show and that you're not going to call me back anymore? That part. Yeah, right? He he's just not petty, right? Right. If he's not a man that he should lie or the son of a man that he should repent, he ain't petty. Right. And he's not. Right? It's not like you can't get me on Comedy Central anymore. I'm out. <laughs> exactly, right? Yeah. So here, here's the second thing. The second thing I'll say when you talk about like the God I trusted to get me everything, I then turn around and go, I'm good. I'll handle it myself, right? Yeah. Solid Rock and Sink and Sand are next door neighbors. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it only takes one step. Right. To either be on something solid. Yep. Or on something sinking. Yep. And- so that's just where we have to be aware of where am I putting my foot today? Right. Am I, am I putting my foot on solid rock, which is the truth of Jesus Christ and his love for me? Yeah. Or am I putting my foot in my own will, my own way, my own ability, right. my own wisdom, which I'm going to start sinking. Well, and you know what? Some people might not think about, because I'm realizing this now. A lot of times when you hear people turning away from God, it is to excuse like a bad behavior. Yep. Right. So you just go like, man, I hope God's sleeping because like porn hubs a calling right, or, right, or whatever. Right. And uh, that, that, that's how I introduce all of my porn <laughs> Porn hubs a calling. Right, right, right. Um, uh, the thievery hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the that's actually a category on Pornhub, thievery hands. Uh, it's not popular. I don't recommend it. It's um, only got like three followers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's the same guy with three different handles. <laughs> um, oh my uh, the when I did it this time, it was almost. It wasn't to excuse bad behavior. Right. It was, I don't deserve your help. Mm. Because remember, like, it would mm. be one thing. I get this podcast, and now, um, let's say the podcast blows up, and all of these shady corporations want to sponsor it. And, like, then I look away from God because I'm like, well, what's some more money? I used to be poor. Okay. Yeah. I think that's what we're used to hearing when we hear about turning away from God. This specifically was, I already got all these good things. Yep. I now feel like I'm blowing it. Mm. I don't want to, it's, it's a codependent relationship. I don't want to bother God mm. because he gave me these things. I'm screwing it up. Let me just handle the relationship stuff. That's just, mm. that's my problem. That's not mm. God's fault. That's mm -hmm. my problem. Mm -hmm. I'm going to try to handle this without God. I'm mm -hmm. going to just let him chill. It's like when I text you too many times and I apologize and you go, never apologize for texting me. <laughs> right. It's that with God, right? Yeah, exactly. And, that's right. and if you actually look at the definition of codependence, what does... You know, a lot of times codependence starts with you thinking you're helping your partner, you know, oh, you know what? Um, she wants me to spend more time with her. So I'm going to skip jujitsu. Uh, you keep skipping it. And now suddenly you're like, 
She doesn't even want me to go into jujitsu. You're resenting her. Codependence leads to resentfulness. You're resenting her for the thing that you chose to do to try to be nice. That's right. So I wonder if people with God, they're like, I don't want to bother God. God doesn't want to hear from me. Then what happens is their life goes down the drain and yeah. they go, well, God doesn't even care about me. Well, well, so so there's a, I, I'm not codependent on God. I'm totally dependent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It ain't even co. Yeah. Co means that I own some and he owns right. some. <laughs> That. <laughs> I, he i am totally dependent yes on him yes. right without him i can't do anything right. so i i i feel like the understanding that there's an unlimited supply coming from him to us how do you understand that when our day-to-day -day life is filled with people who love us mm -hmm. quote unquote and will bail on us in a heartbeat or won't be there for us, or we'll do selfish things, or, and again, we've done these things too. I'm not saying other people to me, but when we're used to a world, you know, this is for mainly, I guess, maybe like, because I, I'm, I discovered Jesus when I was 40. Yep. So I have 40 years yep. of bad relationships, yep, of toxic absolutely. relationships. So then to be like, hey, but good news, the, the, the one you can't see, right? Even when people say, Think of him like a father. I'm like, you don't want me thinking of him like my father. Right. Um, that's not helpful. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because I agree. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I have dad issues. Yeah. Uh, 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 so then you're supposed to go, okay, well, on faith, like, I have faith that he exists. I have faith that he loves me. But I, again, this is the problem with our, our my relationship is we have all these years of bad relationships. For sure. Now we have this beautiful, loving thing. Yep. And we go, I don't know how to be loved. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so, so I'm grateful you brought that up because- I gave my life to Jesus when, when I was 20, okay? You gave your life to Jesus when you were 40, Yeah. okay? So I had less unlearning to do right. than you do, Yeah. right? So I, ha I can have empathy and hold space that it's gonna take Jamie longer right. to understand the truth as I know it, because right. I got a 20-year head start on it, right? right? You know right, what I mean? Right. So. I'm glad by the time I figure it out, I'll be dead and Jesus can explain it to me in heaven. <laughs> so that's exciting. Get it but from the source. It doesn't, it doesn't take that long, right? A whole 20 years. But what I'm saying is the more empirical data you have, but, but everybody, when they come to Jesus, has to unlearn that he's not like the people that they know. Right. Everybody has to do that. Right. 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 right? And so, and so, oh, he's not my dad. He's not my mom. He's not my best friend that stabbed me in the back and boned my girlfriend right like you know what i mean when i went on a three-day trip yep keep going with this she couldn't i, I, I want to know more backstory 72 hours what the right what the hell's happening over here <laughs> so um that's my that's my mindset yeah. my mindset is always like oh man i i i have to make sure that i am reminded and that i remind others yeah. that are in their faith walk he's not any person Right. He's a spirit, yep. right? And us using the gender he can jack people up, yeah. right? right? He is worthy to be praised. He is this, he is that, he is the other. We're talking about God is a spirit. Yeah. Jesus is the one that was incarnated right. and put on flesh, but God is a spirit. He is not us. Because right. if he was us, child, please. I know. Well, and even the word like glorifying, when you're talking about, you know, yeah, glorify him, blah, blah, blah. When I used to hear that as an atheist, I was just like, well, this guy has an ego. Like this, right. just, does he really need it? Blah, blah, blah. And this week, the second we started 
just thanking him for the beautiful things around us. Yeah. Uh, it just all started changing. Yeah. And not because he was like holding out or punishing us and being like, say something good about me. Right. But because we were just living in this uh, idea that, uh, that we are loved and that we do have these beautiful things. And of course, then we start leaning towards, towards love instead of shelling up. I That's felt, right. I felt like it was a lot of just shelling up. Yeah. And then, and then again, the shame, the mm. shame of just like, I mean, so I was telling you this off air, but essentially, you know, find the girl I'm going to marry could not be happier. I've never felt this way in my life. I've never been like, oh, I'm going to be a dad. Like mm. I wrote that off mm -hmm. 20 years ago, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and our biggest problem is being in our own way. Our biggest problem is we finally have everything we've asked for. Right. I mean, same with this gig, same with finally have love. And we finally have someone who checks off all the boxes, who cares about us, like mm -hmm. who wants to be in this for the long haul, who wants to be a mom, who wants to be a, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And we're just used to either abusive assholes or unhealthy relationships or that instead of just being like, oh, my God, we made it. We're so excited. Mm -hmm. We're unlearning all these habits from these old relationship all right so let, let me tell you the scene that's in my head yeah, yeah so yeah. so trading places is screaming at me yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, okay yeah, yeah. so one of the most classic movies of all time yep. eddie murphy dan Aykroyd, and um you know the the mortar the uh, uh mortimer and his brother bet a dollar yep right that if they switch the homeless guy with the very wealthy affluent astute guy uh it's a social experiment I bet you this guy's going to devolve and this guy's going to evolve. Yep. So they do the switch, right? Set up uh, Ackroyd's character and uh, Eddie Murphy is now in the mansion. Yep. Okay. So they're, they're giving him a tour of his mansion. Yes. His shit. Yep. Like this is all your shit. Yep. All of this belongs yep. to you now. And this dude is like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And he's grabbing <laughs> This. and putting it in his pockets <laughs> yeah, yeah. like this is your vase and this is yeah. your lamp and yeah. this is your this and this is your that and he's just like mm -hmm. yep, yep. this is all amazing <laughs> yeah. and they're looking he's doing it in front of them yep and they're looking at him and they're like they see now he's bulging in places right and so they're they're they're, they're picking it they're, they're literally taking it out of his pockets they're like bro this is your stuff yep and he's like oh this is mine yeah. Yep. <laughs> you mean to tell me, oh, this is mine. So I can do whatever I want to. All this shit is mine. Yep. And so he picks up a vase and he starts yep. juggling it. And he's like, so I can go metal lock lemon with this. And he flips it and it breaks. Yep. And he thinks he's going to get in trouble. I mean, this is a whole picture of God, right? Yeah, dude. He literally threw trading places, yes. right? Yes. So, so he thinks he's going to get in trouble. And they're like, wow, we actually had that vase insured. For like $80,000, but we bought it for forty. Look at this, Mortimer. This dude hasn't been here for two hours, and he's, always, he's already made us money. Yep. What he didn't understand is that he couldn't f*** it up. Right. Wow. Right. Right. There was no way he could f*** it up. Right. But he wasn't convinced of that. Yeah. Even with people trying to tell him. Yep. And I think that's what happens for a lot of people is that literally when you give your life to Jesus, you trade places. Yes. 
Yes, 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 yes. Because he traded places with you. That's so good. He that was glory put on humanity and died on the cross that you and I should have been on. Yep. And then he puts us in glory and tells us we can't f it up. Yep. That's it. Side note, Sam and I were talking last night in the car about wanting to do a pop culture show. And you go, we, and I literally said, you can't do a pop culture show and like talk about movies and just like force Jesus metaphors into it. And we did. And it was perfect. It was absolutely perfect. It was perfect. absolutely perfect. Absolutely. It was like clip it, post it on Instagram. Yep. It was perfect. Yep. Well, dude, I mean, here, so I told you the end of this story, but I didn't tell you the lead up to it. So the lead up to it is we are like battered war veterans <laughs> standing in the kitchen mm -hmm. like out of breath being like we love each other so much why is this happening why are we doing this and uh she looks at me and she goes um this is actually something I've been, i was meaning to tell her for days it was a sweet thing that i was meaning to tell her but we just got bogged down in these stupid fights so i just like forgot and she goes hey what's the development called that like we live in we're trying to figure out like mailbox stuff mm -hmm. and i go Oh, that's right. Like, this was a sweet thing I wanted to tell you. And I was like, I had to fight being passive aggressive. Like, but you ruined it. Like, I was like, just like, be a man, be a leader. Yeah. Um, and I was like, hey, this is actually something I really wanted to tell you. Like, I just noticed it the other day. Um, it is named after a very prominent uh, line in a worship song that ties into like the day me and her fell in love. Wow. It's literally the name of it. Wow. And we both. And she was like, and then we started talking about, that's when we started talking about that we haven't been glorifying God. We've mm. just been like kind of half praying to yeah. help us. Yeah. And she said, put on that song, put it on. And we just like held each other in the kitchen and we listened to that song. And like, dude, it felt like God was hugging us. Oh. It felt like it was crazy. And it's it a great feeling. And, and, and you know, worship songs, it was like eight minutes long. There were times where we we're like, should we pause on the bridge? <laughs> right, um, right, right. Very, very, very long. Um, and I told her the hug thing. She was like, that's exactly how I felt. And it kind of felt like, um, like he was like, ah, kids, they finally like, they oh, figured it out. Right. Yeah. And then the next morning was the morning we went on the porch and suddenly it felt like this is the house we've been living in for 20 years. There was no imposter syndrome. There was no, but it was because we realized like it was because of him. It wasn't because of us. Right. And so like, maybe we need to like pause yep. and stop being children. Yeah, man. Um, And then, and just accept love. Yeah. Which is, and accepting love, man. Yeah. Not easy. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's absolutely true. And, but when we do. <sighs> <laughs> i know life gets so much easier and you relax and you realize i'm on a journey i'm a work in progress that's why i had to pull up this verse man. yeah yeah yeah. i want you to read it okay it's already highlighted it's it's literally my mantra for the whole year dude. okay for god is working in you giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him bruh one more time for god is working in you giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Now put it in first person. For God is working in me, giving me the desire and the power to do what pleases him. That rocks you. That first person trick. <laughs> it's I, not a trick. I was like, you trying to, is, does Malachi want me to cry to get numbers up? <laughs> he wants you to cry on truth on, on cue and tears <laughs> uh, um yeah that's bro, it bro so so this is my mantra for the whole year well and 
you know, even the 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 atheists listening to this, I mean, we are programmed, maybe not programmed, but we evolved uh, in a way that like catastrophizing seems like we're protecting ourselves. Yep. And so surrender is so hard. Mm. Accepting love is so hard because your brain's always going to the negative. You know, right. what, what you said, you know, when you sat down and I was like, man, thank you for everything, blah, blah, blah. You were just like, hey, man, this is your life now. This is like yeah. forever. And I was like, okay, well, tell that to him because he pays me. And I just like <laughs> make sure that's locked in um, where the camera's rolling. Like, I really, this is this is a big deal for me. I have a yard now. I have this porch where God hugged me. We don't want to take that away. Oh, um, so funny. But like, there do you still like coming from the 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 way you grew up me mm -hmm. coming from the way i grew up um you know do you still have these moments where you look at your wife you look at your kids you look at the podcast studio and you go like oh this could still be this could be taken from me or does that does that go because I, I feel like even though it hasn't been that long it's been a couple months I feel like that's going away for the first time. Good. When I lean on God, it, it's going away. Yeah, good. Um, that was that moment on the porch of not, oh, we're playing house. It, it didn't feel like trading places. It, it felt like this is where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. But there are, there are other moments. Yeah, for um, sure. Where, you know, and and you tell yourself, you're just, oh, you're planning. I'm planning. I'm being smart. I have contingency plan. But, yeah. you know, can you ever just accept that, hey, man, my life can be good forever? Yeah, you, you can. Um, and what I like to tell people, I, I gave an analogy with a couple of my friends the other day, and it was, I hope it's about made in America. <laughs> That'll make me just fingers crossed everybody. <laughs> so, so, so here was the analogy. Okay. There, there's 10 dogs, uh, uh, in, on, in this neighborhood, right? Every owner has a dog. Okay. I'm one of the dogs. Okay. Okay. And, and all my other friends are dogs that live in the neighborhood as well. And uh, nine of the 10 dogs have bit the mailman. Yeah. And, have, and they've all been taken away and put down by the vet. I'm the only one left. I'm not, walk, I'm not strutting around the yard going, dumbass dogs. Right. <laughs> can't believe they bit the mailman. <laughs> yeah, Acting yeah. like they're, you, you, you know, I can't believe they would, they, they would take out their aggression on the mailman. I was right. right. I go to therapy. I, exactly. I'm a therapy dog. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what I mean? I retired from sniffing <laughs> cocaine at the airport and then I got a therapist and I'm good. No, that's not. Here's the truth. Yeah. My owner put up a 12 foot retainer wall and keeps me on a short leash. Yeah. It's not that I wouldn't bite the mailman either. Right. I just have restrictions. Right. And that's the Holy Spirit on the inside of me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's literally God giving me his desires, not just his desires. Then he also has to give me his power right. to do what pleases him. Because on my own, I'm never doing it. Just a mess. What? Just a mess. Please. All the mailman being bit. I'm biting every mailman. <laughs> biting people every who are just woman. blue I'm <laughs> in general. I'm biting everybody. So- so the 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 premise by which like it's my own morality and yeah. it's a it's my own you know I would just I would never do that. That's actually not the case. God started a relationship with me. He's the one that initiated it. Yeah. Right. He started it. He's continuing it. And the way he does it is in three ways. I this is two of the three. Yeah. 
Two of the three ways that he continues his work on me is by giving me his desires and giving me his power. When I am not open to his desires and when I deny his power, yeah. that's when he brings in his discipline. Right. Because I'm his child and he loves me. Right. And any good dad is going to spank their kid when they get out of line. Right. And over the last 27 and a half years, I've, I've had some, 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 pretty, some pretty significant spankings. Yeah. But I've always been the type of child that I just don't like getting beaten. Yeah. So once I learn my lesson, I just don't go back down there no more. Same. Right? So Same. if I pee on the carpet and my owner sticks my nose in that pee. Right. And then I'm like, I really don't want to smear my jar urine on this yep. carpet. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'm a pee here no more. Yep. I think there's a whole big ass backyard yep. that I should go pee on. I should find nature some more. Yeah. I should find some nature. Yeah. Right. I, you know, it's. This could sound silly, but I know there are a lot of either new believers or people who are tiptoeing or, you know, where the, I feel like, um, uh, spiritual, but not religious is mm -hmm. a gateway drug to Jesus. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, mm -hmm. uh, it makes sense to me now why. So when I first started praying, didn't know what I was doing. Um, then, you know, I actually think my first prayers were probably sweeter than my middle phase. I think me fumbling in those first couple months about being like, just stop my, I love you. I don't need anything by, um, you know, <laughs> I think that was actually probably sweeter than I, I talked to a friend of mine who was like a, a little too much in the, like, you get whatever you want. You pray for millions of dollars, you whatever. And so I started trying that and I was mm -hmm. like, this feels disgusting. Mm -hmm. And like, I didn't like it. Um, and then when it just became me, it actually kind of became more cliche. So when me and my girl were fighting, I wasn't praying to fix our relationship. I was like praying to be stronger. Mm. Um, and that makes so much sense because I've heard so many people pray like that. Um, and it's hearing you say that it, it's not even it's not even like me being down on myself. It's. I'm praying it because for the first time in my life, I believe I can be that Good. because I have that power inside me that's not from me. And so in reality, it's kind of like, you know, it sounds like, you know, in one tone, it could be like, just make me stronger. I'm so weak. Right. It's not that. It's not that. It's like, like, I want to love like you. Yeah. I, I want the strength that you want me to have. Yeah. And, 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 and that is why we got out. That's yeah. why we got out of the spiral. That's yeah. why we got out of all of that. Um, but I think for people who have never prayed before or who aren't religious or, you know, it, I never, I, I never thought of it that way yeah. until it just happened to me. And yeah. I was praying that way. Yeah, absolutely. I, I you know, I have so many analogies. Every time uh, we get together and start talking, I just, these pictures just pop out of nowhere. I love it. So now I'm at a vitamin shop. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and I hate the vitamin shop because it has the two P's in it. Yeah. And I'm like, stop yeah like you know what i mean if we were in england yep cool but you're in america yeah so now now it's shopping <laughs> yeah now it's the vitamin shopping right so we go into the vitamin shopping yep and i can't have any i can't have milk um uh my heart uh my cholesterol was 300 uh when the doctor checked it and he's like you gotta stay off all red meat and and uh uh, uh you gotta you gotta stay away from dairy okay right it's it's, it's inflammatory and you, you can't have it okay cool so, but Natalie is my trainer and she kicks my butt and I need some protein shakes, yep. blah, blah, blah. So I go, to, I go to the vitamin shoppy 
And when I get in there, I'm looking around and the the majority of everything in there has whey, whey or, protein yeah. in it. There's milk, there's dairy and everything. Yeah. Powdered dairy and everything. When I was vegan, dude, and like for the first time and I was like, it's easy. I'm not going to drink milk. And yeah. then you're picking up types of bread that yeah. are milk and just things you never thought That's of. That's exactly right. Yeah. And they're like veal and you're like, well, how, why? Yeah. Big ass shop. Cow squirted into all of it. Yep. Right? Yep. And then this little section, I know that probably sounded. Well, they, they do that on Monday before they open. They say, bring the cows in. The cows do their little splooge just, thing. Just take their udders yeah. and just, just start aiming just it. Just ring it out just towards all the cliff bars. So, yeah. so. Cliff bars towards, also have way Towards the, the cliff bars. <laughs> so, 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 and then there's this little bitty section that has vegan protein. It's Vega. I remember it. Right? Vega and the sad pea protein with the green lid. Are you, are you ready for uh, the fleece? Yeah. The, pro- the the protein I found is called blessed. Stop it. It's called blessed. I wasn't around when I needed yeah. it. Yeah. They, 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 have, they have chocolate. They have strawberry. And I found a vegan, um, um, uh, what is it? The, um, before you work out, the pre-workout. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the sure. pre-workout. I found a vegan pre-workout nice. that, um, suppl- uh, that um, uh, substitutes B12, okay. 1,000 milligrams for caffeine. So there's, oh, no, wow. there's no caffeine in it. Right, right, right. It's, right. it's amazing. All right. That's basically faith in Jesus. Right. The whole freaking world. Right. Is right, the right, vitamin right. shop. Right? Whole freaking world is the vitamin shopping and everything has dairy in it. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, well, I was born in it. I just guess, got to yeah. deal with it and keep on ingesting stuff into my body that's going to inflame my sinuses and produce mucus all over the place and yeah. bloat me yeah. and make my skin break out and make scabs appear on my scalp yeah this the the size of dandruff you, you know snowflakes and then we think the shampoo is going to actually fix the problem yeah when it's not what you're squirting on top of your head to rinse it out it's actually what you're putting into your body yeah i just found the the alternative that's it and, and this is literally i don't know how i just reduced Christianity to veganism, but sure. Um, uh, it's gonna be the most hate mail you've ever gotten. As a former vegan, I can tell you. As a former vegan and a new Christian, I can tell you, you're gonna get hate mail from a lot of different areas. There, there's there there is an alternative. Yeah, and I don't have to be inflamed with sin and my own desire and my own pleasure and my own will and my own way. And what I'm grateful for is that I have access to desires and power that i could never muster up on my own you know, it's so funny that like when i was when i was an atheist and i thought i was so counterculture i thought i was so edgy and mm. so like you know rage against the machine damn the man whatever all of those bad behaviors those ungodly behaviors are really as generic and hacky and mainstream as you can get <laughs> and really the most dangerous thing you could do is live like Jesus. And this idea that you're like some kind of punk rocker getting drunk and f- whoever you want. And like, that's a way, yeah, to like stick it to the man. When in reality, it's the most basic generic, you're going to be hung over every yeah, day absolutely. thing where suddenly I'm like 40 and I'm like, geez, is the edgiest thing 
me getting married and having kids and living on a farm and <laughs> loving people. Like, does that mean I'm a prepper now? Am I, am I in the, on the J my January six suddenly? Yeah. Because yeah. like, like it's so, it's so wild to me, but also, I mean, man, even um, me and my girl were talking about gender roles that we've never, she's never played a feminine role. I've mm -hmm. never really played a masculine role. Mm -hmm. um, she's had to provide for a bunch of deadbeat dudes. Mm -hmm. I've like been like feminine caretaker, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the old version of me thought that just meant like some sexist dudes, like you do the dishes. I'm going to go bang my secretary, you know, or right, whatever. Right. And in reality, it's like, no, we're both actually working harder than ever she's being stronger than ever. Um, I feel like I'm stepping into being like a man for the first time. Like you, you, you just, you're unlearning all these things, but then when you start doing it God's way, it actually you just go, this is so much simpler. Oh my gosh. It's, it, like it seems so basic and we were complicating it literally just to hurt ourselves and hurt other people. Yeah, absolutely. What the, First of all, following Jesus is the most countercultural thing you could ever do yeah. in all of humanity. And again, remember, when I was growing up in the world I was in, it was the opposite. It was just like the majority of Americans are white Christian males who hate women, Muslims, black people, gay people, yeah. you know, blah, blah, blah. So the idea of it wasn't until I started reading about Jesus that I go, that's revolutionary. We what we what we call the Christian country was nothing more than Christian ideology yeah. that we got to nitpick at. Right. I choose this part of it, but not that yeah, part. Where's of the it. verse that says I can have a slave? Right. That one. Right. And, and where's the verse that says you're supposed to treat your slave like your brother right, right under the <laughs> verse that you just read <laughs> that slaves are supposed to obey their masters. So this is how lazy we are now. Right. right. Like that's bull like right. I like it's infuriating. The page of Philemon, we can't even call it a book. By the way, it's not the, even lazy. It's jujitsu to avoid the truth. They're actually doing more work. <laughs> They're doing more work to have use the Bible to justify their bad behavior than being lazy. Lazy would be like a compliment. That, that's saying they don't have bad intentions. Right. You oh my God, that ministered to my whole soul just now. That blessed my whole life. There we go. So so think about it. The page of Philemon, right? Uh, uh, Philemon, Philemon. I like Philemon better. Okay, cool. But 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 um, uh, Paul writes a letter to Philemon. Okay, about uh, 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 a slave that ran away. Yep, became a believer. Okay, and actually now needs to come back home. And Paul's like, "Hey, bro, I found your slave, but he's coming home a brother, right? And you better treat him like one, because let's not forget who you were." Oof. And I know who you are. Right. And don't make me remind me of who you are. It's, it's one of the most boss, like heavy leaning letters you can ever write to somebody. Yeah. And the founding fathers were like, that book. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to read that letter. Yeah. <laughs> right. Godly principles. Let's not get into the nuances. Right. Right. Forget loving thy neighbor. We need this land. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so we're not gonna strike a deal we're gonna give you some blankets yeah riddled with disease yeah <laughs> like, like god would have wanted <laughs> this is exactly how god <laughs> wants us to do it only in america right yeah. so so i i'm i'm not for 
I'm not for bashing American. No, uh, me neither. Bashing America, and I'm not for uh, revising its history. Right. It's brutal. We get it. This is all you knew. Yeah. You protested. The king came over here and had to make that work. Yep. I'm pretty sure it was it was a rough go. Yeah. But you up a lot of people along the way. Yeah. So let's just own all of that. Yeah. But let's not call that Jesus. Right. First of all, let's be reminded his name's Yeshua. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that he's a Jew. He was born Jewish. He was raised Jewish. He spent his whole life Jewish. He died Jews Jewish. Rose Jewish is coming back Jewish and he ain't coming to America. That was a movie that I that I aforementioned. So but he ain't coming to America. He's coming back to the same place that the disciples saw him leave from. Right. And that was not the freaking Capitol building. Right. right. <laughs> that was not DC. Right. That's not Georgia. Right. That's not South Carolina. It's not North Carolina. It's Jerusalem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> On a very specific mountain in Jerusalem, right? And you know, the the in my life, obviously, fe feeling forgiven for the first time, feeling grace for the first time, you can, to me, I, when I criticize America, it's because I love America. Yeah, me too. Um, and if we really wanted to use principles of Jesus for the bad things we have done, then we would utilize the forgiveness of Jesus. That's exactly the right. The grace of Jesus. That's exactly right. And then we would try to get better. That's exactly right. And you know, this is the problem, whether we're talking about relationships, whether we're talking about politicians, mm -hmm. whether we're talking about, you know, whatever, um, people would so much rather falsely be right. Right. Than do a little bit of work. Yeah. To have a happier marriage. Yeah. To have a, a country that's more unified. Yeah. To have and those are the principles that Jesus you, you want to be a Christian nation? Start forgiving people. You want to be a Christian nation? Start loving better. Absolutely correct. That's how we're a Christian nation. Absolutely correct. You know, but it's it's that's the work. Absolutely it is absolute work. It's loving people that are not like you. It's loving people that despitefully use you. Yep. It's loving people that actually hate you. Yeah. All things that Jesus taught us to do. Right. But we la 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 those scriptures. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, because to your point, a follower of Jesus has a cross. Yeah. You want to show me a disciple of Jesus, show me somebody that's carrying a cross. Mm. It's a reminder every day that something in this day is going to present me with an opportunity to die. And I need to choose whether I'm going to live through this or I'm going to die yeah. for this. Yeah. I have to die to my will every day, my ways every day, my lust every day, my anger every day, my pettiness every day. That's a choice. Hello, it's me, Jamie. Please don't fast forward. This is not a commercial about uh, shaving your balls or better help, although I'm sure they're great. And if you mess up shaving your balls, maybe you need better help. I don't know. They don't give us money. Who does support us is you. And if you want to stay in touch with us, if you want to read my thoughts on mental health, on this journey I'm on, I won't use the word journey. If you want to be first to find out about tour dates, all of that good stuff, the best way to stay in touch with us, best way to support us, the best way to join the community is to sign up for the newsletter. We really appreciate you guys. We want to give back to you like you give to us. And so the way we will be doing that is through this newsletter. So if you want to subscribe, uh, you you can find the link in the bio or underneath the video or in the podcast description, wherever you are listening or watching. 
exists a link for the newsletter. Thank you again. We'll see you in the back room. How did you, I, I, I want to get, I want to circle back to Jesus, um, but <laughs> Jesus guy's very interesting. For, yeah, Talk yeah, more about put this a pin. Guy. We'll put a pin in that um, <laughs> with, with your relationship. This is the thing that's been on my heart the most, obviously, as I'm like embarking uh, in this whole new thing. Um, the going from, I asked Joshua this as well. Cause I was like, Oh, you're, you're, you're married and had sex with thousands of people. You're going to get asses. <laughs> Literally. Um, the, uh, <laughs> what did that look like for you? Cause you say it's a battle you fight every day, right? All these things are battles you fight every day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I see you and your wife, like me and my girl are just like d- d- so excited to like double day with you guys. Um, it's great. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you know, there's always work. Yeah, um, we're going to do it. But that in between, that in between zone where like you weren't used to healthy relationships, yeah. you were, you know, dealing with porn and all those insecurities and, and stuff like that. When, you know, the way I phrase it to Joshua is I go, okay, people see you as they see the first part of your testimony. You know, oh, that guy had sex with a lot of women. And then the second part is like, he has a beautiful family and she was a virgin and there are kids. And you just go, well, what happened in the middle? Right. Those, both those things seem awesome. To right. A lot of people. Absolutely. Um, yeah. What was your, or maybe what are the things that you still battled? Like, how did you remedy what we're going through right now, which is you, you have this thing that is so loving. And mm-hmm. so like a relationship that God wants. And do you still have those voices or those habits that you know you can lead on god but you still just got habits in your yeah. stupid human body yeah for sure um and i don't even mean necessarily porn habits yeah, yeah i yeah. mean you know um i i say something uh nice to my girlfriend and she hears around and gets defensive because she's used to only fighting in her old relationship. just stuff like that like yep. how do you go from toxic to healthy without because i bet there are so many people who have walked away from really beautiful healthy relationships because they're used to the toxic excitement and their body just goes oh i remember this i remember when i would just like fight all the time yeah i'm like that leads to hot sex or whatever it is yeah their body's saying like this is what a relationship is yeah instead of uh god saying this is what a relationship absolutely so what's that transition that transition for me was therapy Right. Because it has nothing to do with Juliet. Yeah. Right? Like, this was stuff in me. What's that transition for me who's not going to go to therapy? Just kidding. That was a joke. That was a joke. That <laughs> bombed across the room. There are one, two, three, four, five, six. Didn't land on anybody. Uh, I thought it was so funny in my head. Okay. Oh, my god. Continue. No, I, I, you know, I gave my life to Jesus in 96. I started uh, counseling in, I uh, started going to counseling in 1998. Oh, wow. And okay. I've been in some form of counseling and or therapy since 1998. Okay. Like, it's it's an ongoing work in me. Yeah. And, wh- and I'm, what I'm grateful for, I, I refer to, like, Jesus, giving my life to Jesus and accepting the power of the Holy Spirit was like, uh, well, let me slow down. Giving my life to Jesus was like getting braces. Okay. There was a shift. Yes. Right? Yeah. The Holy Spirit is my retainer. Mm. Yep. Right? Like. He keeps me in place. Yeah, yeah. And this is the least sexy way to describe God and the Holy Spirit. That's fine. Keep I going. agree. Absolutely. Yeah, this is great. Um, uh, and then going to my therapist yeah. is my dentist visits. 
That's so good. They check for cavities. Yeah. They check to see if my gums are inflamed. Right. They check to see if, you, you know. You're flossing. If I'm flossing. You know what I mean? Do you got some stuff between your teeth? They, 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 they're like, hey, you know, it looks like you got some coffee stains or some tea stains. Yep. Um, we're going to give you some white strips. Yep. Right? Like, they're, they're, they're there to, to get into the places I can't get into. I can open my mouth and look in the mirror all I want. Yeah. I'm not going to spot a cavity, fam. Right. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? Right, right, right. I can't look at my bicuspid and see that I've been grinding on my teeth. These well, are my teeth. I see them every day. I can't notice those subtle changes. Right. So then what are some of the things that you do when you are at home? And again, this, I'm sure this doesn't happen. You guys have been married for so long now. But like in the beginning, when you were suddenly in this loving relationship, when, you know, the maybe the porn crutch was going away, when when those temptations still came. So you're, you know, you're figuring out the root cause of them with your yep. therapist, right? Yep, absolutely. Which is like, that's the most important part. It so is. So many times people tried to duct tape. I mean, my, my mom sometimes growing up would be like worse when she was sober. Mm. Because if you don't. If you're just not picking up a bottle, right. but you still have, and I'm not saying this is with her, but like narcissistic tendencies or whatever was leading you to pick it That's up. That's right. That's um, right. There's even a term, they call it dry drunk, mm. where it's like, oh, you're still like an asshole. That's right. Exactly. Um, you're, you're just, just a not medicated. Sober asshole. That's right. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Yep. Yep. And, yep. Um, and so you have to figure out, like, well, what is causing this, right? Like, for me, like, why were we looking at porn? Why what was I having the one night stand? Well, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's yeah. not just about, oh, it was horny. Yep. And so, um, so you, so you analyze all that, you know, you figure it out, you, you get some root causes down. Then suddenly, you know, she cooks you dinner and you say something shitty Yeah, and, and you're, you're doing the thing where you go, Oh, this is an old behavior. Yep. What is the process from I spot? Well, first of all, you have to, you can't be reactionary. You have to be mindful enough to realize that this is an old behavior or this is, I'm saying something to her that, um, uh, isn't her, right. I'm talking to an old girlfriend or I'm talking to an old version of me. How do you then walk it back either within yourself or just as a couple? Like, yeah. do you guys have sort of, um, like emergency rip cords you pull? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. We, we, we've built our communication style, um, over the last 24 years because yeah. when you when you when you get married to somebody they're bringing a communication style born in their family of origin shaped by their friends that allow has allowed them to be understood by their people group right right and you've done the same thing now you get together and you realize the way that I hone my communication skills with my family of origin and my close friends um, is not the same as your circle. Yeah. And so it's a clash. Yeah. And so once you clash enough and you start going, we need to come up with a new language. Right. Right. Now think about this. That's a great way to, I've never thought about it that way. Like if I dealt with my girlfriend, like I deal with like my brothers, I'd just be calling her gay all the time. Like, <laughs> I mean, exactly. Right. I knew that would kill you monsters. You guys <laughs> right. are class it up. Jeez. <laughs> so, so literally it, it would be the, the equivalent to somebody. Um, let's take some of the two most difficult languages. Okay. It's your girlfriend speaking German and you speak Mandarin Chinese. Yep. And y'all have to collaborate on a, third language yeah just think about right how daunting that is i mean yeah like you're not going to ever become fluent in mandarin and i'm never nope. going to become fluent in german right so now we got to think of like a hybrid language yeah between the two of ours yep. like that's going to be daunting and that's the actual work right and most people 
mo- most people don't want to do that work. Yeah. But I, I'm thinking about the, 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 the Bible translators. Yeah. That go to like these uh, bush communities, right? That don't even have a written language. Are you ready for the dedication? Yeah. They send a team who's going to spend 20 years there. Oh my goodness. They have to. That's like the team of therapists. They have to learn the language. Yep. Then find a way to write it. Teach them to read it. And then after they've done that, then they write a Bible. Then they translate a Bible for them. Wow. Takes about 20 years on average. Wow. So, and and we're we're out after twenty four months in a marriage, right? I, right, right. Irreconcilable differences, dude. I, no, you're just f-ing lazy, right? That's all it is. I want to ask you about marriage, and and this will get me to cry. But first, just off of that, you know, there was part of me thinking, like I felt this in my core, but it felt like such a lame excuse. Where I actually even pictured like saying it to my brothers and then being like, okay. <laughs> there was part of me thinking that me and her going through, we, we both, we've talked about this, me and her going through that like brutal fight or flight right before getting into the house. There's part of me that's like, I kind of think every relationship should do this early on because the, the reason we were fighting is because in other relationships, you put on your fake best of album mm-hmm. for the first year. Oh, for sure. And you go, this is who I am. These are my greatest hits. I knew Robin Williams. That's right. Like, that's right. Um, and then, and not only that, but you're, 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 uh, you're, you're putting um, a, a mask on them as well. Correct. Where you're going, and this is the version of you. I want you to be in my that's head. That's right. And then six months in a yep. year in, suddenly you realize who the person actually is. Mm-hmm. And you go, this is awful. You're not the person that I'm pretending that you were be. And mm-hmm. I'm not the version of me that I was lying to you about. Mm-hmm. And so I think one of the reasons that it got so uh, 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 scary so quick for that week was because we just, We knew, and because we knew, we put it all on the table. Mm -hmm. It was, this is exactly who I am. This Mm -hmm. is exactly all of my flaws. This Mm -hmm. is exactly all of my fears. And so that week of fighting and communicating, like, I mean, bro, I've never... It's like uh, you know when you go and like the business guy goes to those like camps that are like run by Navy SEALs. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. We're gonna put you through boot camp. Uh-huh. That's how I feel. And in a weird way, I actually think this might be the best thing that's happened for our relationship because sure. our communication is just rock solid. Yep. We are quick to the draw to apologize. Yeah, where great. All these things came from. Yeah, that's the cheat code. Um, yeah, that's it, the cheat code. But it came from that. And at first, I was like, God, if we're fighting like this this early, like how are we gonna get me? But now I think it's the exact opposite. Absolutely correct. If you're fighting. That means you're actually working towards the goal that you're actually working towards. Yes. Because the people that don't fight are lazy and they leave. Right. Right. Or they cheat or they just, yeah, or they ab- medicate. Absolutely. Or- absolutely. So if you're fighting, that means you're in it. I have a, I have a, a dear friend of mine um, uh, hasn't had sex with his wife in over a year. Yeah. She's been on the couch. And they're going to have the greatest marriage. When they get out of it. When they get out of it. Right. Because she didn't leave. She's just on the couch. She didn't leave the house. Right. Right. That means she's still in it. She just don't want to be in your bed with you right now. Yeah. But she ain't over you because when a woman's over you, she'll leave. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Dude, we couldn't even walk out the door. These standoffs we had were the most like pathetic where it would be like, well, maybe we just shouldn't do this. And like she would put like, we were laughing about this. She'd put like one shoe on and just kind of sit. <laughs> 
And like, I would like go to walk to the door and like pretend I forgot something and like walk back. And then we'd just both be looking at each other and we'd just start laughing. We're like, That's hilarious. Going anywhere, yeah, dude. yeah. This is such yeah. a fake game oh, of chicken. Dude, I, I, you know, Juliet and I have been married 24 years. I, I would tell Juliet often, I said, if you ever left me, um, I'd stalk you. Yeah. Like point blank, period. <laughs> Unless you got, get a restraining order. I'm going to be the nicest ex-husband you've ever right. had. I'm getting your groceries. You're going to be the most set up person of all time. I'm getting you the place that you want to live. If you want to stay in this house, I get an apartment. I'm going to be over every day. Yeah. I'm going to make sure everything's good. And then whenever you want me back, we'll just have to get remarried. Yeah. Because there's nobody, like I'm not, I'm not learning nobody else now. I'm not interested. I'm not, I'm not interested in nobody else except Juliet yeah. Ross. Like that's it. That's the only person I'm interested in. Yeah. And, and all of my work and my labor is in with this one woman. Yeah. Because she it's worth the work. A one night stand is not work. No. No, it's not work. There's no payoff. That's 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 three and a half minutes on a playground. Right. Like yeah. I just wanted to jump on the monkey bars real quick. Right. This ain't this ain't this ain't a relationship. Let's stop. Yeah, man. Well, you know, I mean this ties into this sounds like such a simple question, but what I realized is it's so wild that some of the things we have said to each other, neither of us have said in a relationship. And they are things like, um, I'm gonna be a good wife to you, or I'm gonna be such a good husband. I've been married, bro. Mm -hmm. Never had a wedding. Mm -hmm. Did it ironically at City Hall. Mm -hmm. um, she's lived with people. Mm -hmm. um, we've both been in, you know, several very long-term relationships. And I was like, what has changed? And I realized that I now think of marriage in, and again, this is gonna sound very silly to a lot of the Christians who are like, yo, dude, but I think of marriage um, in conjunction with God. And I never did before. Understood, most I people would, don't. No, yeah. and like the fact that like in any of her, she's never thought about getting married and she's, been in long relationships i've never felt married and i've been married um i've been in several long you know several year relationships since my divorce never pictured a wedding never you know let alone the idea of of god being part of it so i mean i'll just make the question super simple and this sounds like a hacky wedding speech but like what how do you define marriage? Because I think people think that marriage is just, oh, I got to lock it down or I've been with this person long enough or she's going to get mad or make an honest woman out of, you know, all yeah. these other cliches. And this is the first time, like, I just feel it in like my soul. It feels so different. And I also think that ties into why you speak the way you speak about your wife compared to, let's say some of my comedian friends who are like, oh, thank God I got out of the house and like blah right. blah blah like you yeah. you speak about her with such reverence that seems more powerful than just you and her absolutely correct so um since since, since you set this up beautifully with the calibration that i see marriage as through the lens of god then let's think about it from the top down okay marriage is his idea right it was not even our idea right it was his idea right and literally he made it his idea because he wanted a picture of his son's love for the church. This was his idea. Like, I need an illustration on earth about how much 
I love people and sent my son to die for them. Right. I wonder, I need a picture. Yeah. I need like, I need a illust- I need a sermon illustration. Right. You know, if a guy and a girl get married to each other and make a lifelong commitment to each other with exclusivity, this is this will be the picture in perpetuity until my son's return. That's literally marriage. Right. Right. I'm I'm not gonna give you the answer from like, man, marriage is sacrifice. Right. <laughs> marriage is love. <laughs> marriage is coming home every week, every day at five thirty when you got off at five. Like no, no, we're we're still gonna clip it and not say you were being ironic because that's <laughs> gonna blow up on Instagram, <laughs> let alone TikTok. My goodness, oh dude. So so from the top down, this is God's idea. God God came up with it. Yeah, and he literally was like, I need a picture. I, I need an an illustration in the earth. It's gonna be when a man and a woman get together with exclusivity for the rest of their lives. That's the closest picture you're gonna get yeah. to Jesus's love for the people that he died for. Yeah, right, and so. From there, dovetail, okay, well then what does marriage look like? Marriage looks like the sacrifice that Jesus made for his bride. Oof. And then ah. the reverence that the bride shows for his for his sacrifice. Right. In perpetuity over and over and over again. Yeah. So um uh I did a I did a message on uh I, I did a nine week uh series on marriage a couple of years back when I was a lead pastor, and uh the the last message i did is called glorious sex mm. and in the whole message is about sex yeah right and um what one of the things that we don't understand about the picture of a man and a woman during intercourse is that the closest picture you will ever get to god is when a man is inside of a woman yeah that's god yeah let us make man in our image. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? Then he makes he 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 you know makes the man, then he pulls pulls the man apart, forms the woman, brings the woman back to the man for the man to go into the woman. Mm. Yeah. The man's inside um, the woman is inside the man. The woman's taken outside of the man, brought back to the man. For the man to go inside the woman. My sex ed class <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah. All right? So let it marinate. That's a picture of God. Right. Let it not be even ignored by us that you can't watch almost any porn without God's name coming out of somebody's mouth. Right. Right. Because he made it. Yep. He's the rightful owner of it. And even an atheist says, oh, God. Yep. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. This is good. Yeah. Why? Because it's glory. Why? Because it's God. Right. And it's an image of God. Why is it so attractive? Why do million, billions of people watch it? They're actually watching glory in a perverted way. Right. It's not supposed to be. It's like a bootlegged version. It's a bootlegged version of what should be exclusive between a man and a woman. Yeah. And anything outside of that is perversion. And it doesn't bring glory to God. It tries to bring glory to the bodies exhibiting it, but they can't do it outside of God. You know, and it's, it's again, it's one of those things where when you, I remember my pastor told me once, um, 
you know, I was telling him my whole backstory because I thought he was going to kick me out of church. And uh, I told him about the affair. And I was like, you know, when um, to try to save the marriage, uh, an open relationship was pitched to me. Mm. I was like, sure, mm-hmm. <laughs> like whatever, mm-hmm. dude. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. like about to kill myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, I the 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 first couple girls I slept with, I like tried to convince myself I was like in love with them, and I was like maybe I could be like a so because I didn't want that. And my pastor like took a second to point out. He goes, "You walked away from and didn't want." And again, I still screwed up royally. Yeah. Um, what every guy thinks their dream is. Oh, I can have a wife who's going to do stuff for me and then I can just go fuck whoever I want when right. I'm on the road. Right. That's the dream. Yeah. It was easily the most miserable I ever was. Absolutely correct. And I don't know whether it's peer pressure, the way we're raised, just the world in general, but it's so funny that all of these things that we think are the dream and then compared to all these things that could be boring, like, you know, well, a wife and kids. Right. Um, I'm not even there yet. Yeah. And the thought of it. Yeah. I mean, even, you know, one of the things I think a lot of people could use who are listening, and I, I know it's helped me a ton, is just the people I surround myself with. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that since entering this relationship, and before even finding this relationship, I think the path that guided me to find it, um, suddenly all my friends are married mm. and they have kids. Mm. And you know how they feel about their wife? They love them. Um, and they speak so highly of their wives and they speak so highly of their kids. And these are like men who do like badass things like, you know, Tim Kennedy and the special forces guy and you. And um, I don't want to hang around with the single dudes who want to go to the strip club or bash women or, you know, or trying to push me to like just hook up or have yeah. one night stands or whatever. And your community really matters. Uh, having mentors really matter. Having um, men in your life who will hold you accountable, but also be loving for sure. Uh, that matters. And, and and that has made such a huge difference because even when I was in that, there was no part of me of that thought, well, if I'm walking away from, you know, this, this free pass to have sex with that, whoever I want, maybe I actually just want like a wife and kids or like that was still, again, that took me another 10, 15 years to figure out, Yeah, you know, until yeah. this year. Yeah, absolutely correct. Yeah, no, it's it's the, the, the peace that comes with God's plan is unlike anything else that you'll ever experience. Yeah. Like, like the, the settling in I have with, because I trained my body for promiscuity from, I was a late bloomer, quote yeah. unquote, especially in my neighborhood, because I didn't lose my virginity until I was like, 18 yeah I, I i i was late in my circle too i was like yeah. 17 so i was just like yo we got work to do yeah <laughs> we gotta catch up i wasn't here's the thing i've always been so like weird yeah about like um i was i, I was probably like the most discretionary hoe of all time right. <laughs> like i just had standards you're like, a hoe with standards i was a yeah. hoe with standards i, I was like mm, no yeah you were like and the high like, class no escort. let's di- i was high class you were a high class escort. i was a high class you were a thousand a pop yeah. you weren't yeah yeah you know? th- this peen wasn't going out yeah. just to anybody it was <laughs> there, there was there was a lot of discretion going sure. on sure like, eh, nah, nah. gotta find a girl that's cool with me using the word peen yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's number one <laughs> Oh my goodness! My, yeah, my penal code uh, had several pages to it. Yeah. So, 
Um, so no, I, I just I just feel like again coming back to exclusivity. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, I when I was a young adult pastor, I had a guy try to come to me with the Bible to try to say who he was married and and said I I think I have biblical grounds for taking another wife. And I'm like, okay, do you believe that Ephesians five says that you know that Paul says that marriage is a mystery and it is a revelation of Christ and His love for the church? And he was like, yes. And I said, then who is Jesus' side chick? Right. <laughs> right. Who's his number two? Yeah. Is it Islam? Yeah. Is it Buddhism? Yeah. Like, who's his other chick? Like, if you get to have one, and he doesn't have one, then either you're lying on the picture. Or he hasn't given us the full picture. So who's his side chick? Right. And he was shut down so quick. And yeah. his wife was like. He's like, I have a phone yeah, call to make. <laughs> yeah. He, he, yeah he it's not did. happening, baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So so I, I feel like if we can, if we, if we keep it simple, follow the formula, all of our relationships can work and not just work, be very, very vibrant. Yeah. You know what I mean? And very, very loving. Like, I, I mean- Juliet is my person, man. Well, that's the thing. You still talk about her. So me and my me and my girlfriend, our number one, our number one goal is have Jesus at the center of our relationship. Our number two goal is to prove that the honeymoon phase, that terminology is a lie. It is made by mediocre people and mediocre relationships. That's right. That and gave that, up too early. Yes. And that you can find yep. a way you still talk about her dude. Like you were like, Oh, I just met a girl last night. Dude. You have the same excitement in your voice. And so this is again, the people I surround myself with when yeah. I'm around that. Yeah. I just go, Hey dude, I don't think this is going to slow down if we don't let it. Yeah. No dude, this can be 51st dates if you want it to be. Yes. It can literally be 51st dates for 15,000 first dates. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not being delusional. Not at all. Oh, tell me about this. Yes. Tell okay. them about this. Yeah, Either yeah. for people who are in stagnant relationships or th want to build something like. You can build something so great. Okay. So so think about think about the person that. Okay. Jay-Z and uh, uh, Beyonce just bought the most expensive house in America. Like the second most expensive house in America. Yeah. I th was it like $60 million or something or 88? I'm sorry. I was real low. I'm sorry. These are billionaires. 200. I'm, I'm, they're, they're billionaires. What was I thinking? My bad. Thank you so much. Do you guys remember how excited I got about a yard at the beginning of the episode? <laughs> you just deflated, right? <laughs> like, hey, yeah. <laughs> right? Thank you, Will, the fact checker. <laughs> $200 million, man. Wow. I think it's like six acres or eight acres overlooking the ocean in Malibu. <laughs> Do you think they're going to be happy every time they walk through that damn door? Yeah. Why? Because they paid for wow. it. Wow. They, they counted up the cost. They knew the expense. They paid the expense. So they're going to enjoy the house. Right. For as long as they live. Right. And that's just one of their houses. Yeah. Because they're right. billionaires. Yeah. Okay. I paid full price for this marriage I have with Juliet. Yep. I paid in work. I paid in tears i paid in communication i paid in apologies yeah. i paid in forgiveness all of those things and so i love coming home dude that's the thing if you want to be in the relationship we were talking about why wouldn't you want to be happy every Bruh. day why wouldn't you want to shoot for happiness every day Bruh. and maybe it's because what you said i mean it, it could be you know 
uh, it, it could be God. It could also just be people who are looking for an exit. Yeah, bro. And so if they're starting fights, if they're they're looking for an excuse to cheat, they're looking for an excuse to leave, they're looking for an excuse to be lazy. Yeah, mo- most people don't 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 have a thriving marriage. They they have an existing marriage. Yeah, they exist within the marriage. Yeah, I don't. Julia and I don't exist. We thrive. Right. We're not. E- we don't. We're above living. We thrive in our marriage. Like yeah. we are. We are each other's partners. We genuinely care about each other. We love each other. We support each other. We protect each other. We correct each other. We are here for all the things. And anybody that tries to come between Juliet and myself, including our children, they get a unified front against them. <laughs> That's so good. That's so good. I, there, there are times that I have to roll up to my boys and tell them, if you disrespect my wife, yeah. you're going to catch these hands. Right. And right. they're like, oh, snap. He didn't even say mommy. Right. I'm making a delineation very, very quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my wife. Right. That's not just your, that's not just your mother. Right. She was my wife before she was your mother. I put you in her. Yeah. Yep. So if you want to know the origin story of you. Right. It's because of her. Right. Not in spite of her. Yep. So you disrespect her, you're disrespecting me, and you're going to catch these hands. Like, that's just the bottom line. Yeah. And so everybody can have that. They just got to put in work. That's not that's not like for this lofty goal that's out there in the in the uh you know far distance and it's like oh it's I can squint and see it but right. I'll never get there it's so far. It's like no you're just lazy. Right. <laughs> I mean I you just to me it's like you check in with each other every yeah. day. Yeah. You find out what the other person needs. That's it. I actually I saw this Brene Brown clip uh this morning uh when she was on Tim Ferriss, and I love this. I'd never heard this before. She goes, um, marriage being 50-50 is bull. It is. And she, her and her husband will have like kind of codes where they'll be like, Hey babe, I'm at a 20 today. And then the other person goes, All right, well then I'm gonna be at an 80. And if one of them is like, I'm at a 20, and the other one's like, I'm at a 25, then they're gonna sit down. And she literally said, we are going to, it was something like strategize, yeah, like they're gonna a, plan. a plan of yeah. kindness. Yeah. How are we going to be kind to each other? Yeah, yeah dude. That's right. And that, if, if doing things like that means that for the next 50 years, I'm still going to be, I'm still going to be attracted to my partner. I'm still going to be building things, whether it's foundations or, you know, our projects in the yard or it's, you know, raising uh, my kids and seeing them through all their seats. I can learn to communicate better. Absolutely. If that's all I need to do, yeah. if all I need to do is just be brave about my wants and selfless about her wants, like these are easy things that. I don't know if I've ever done before. Yeah, for sure. I've tried. Yeah, absolutely. But it's different this yeah, time. It's it's so different. I, I I'm I'm that's where I am. Yeah. And that and that's like the hope I want to give couples. That, that that's the hope we want to give couples. I mean, anytime we do stuff for marriages, we're always letting people know it it can be better than what it is. Right. And I feel like most people when they go to couples counseling or whatever, they're just trying to like just keep it at the kind of like piss poor bar they have. They do. Yeah. And they're just like, how do we just not destroy our kids? Lives? Exactly. That's the bar. Exactly. And that bar is way too low. Yeah. Like it's just, it's bare minimum. Your marriage is going to suck. It's just going to be bland. Yeah. It's not going to be 
Well, and the whole, you know, this is the problem with, this is the problem with me with using humor as a defense mechanism is it's just, that's the whole joke. Yeah. Oh, you're getting married. I guess your life's over or, you know, the old ball and chain or. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, think about it. That's where, that's where after the Cosby show and uh, I'm trying to think of one more. After Cosby show and probably Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yeah. All the sitcoms were about single people hooking up. Right. And once they got to the point of marriage, that's when the that's when the whole season series ended. Right. Right. That's so funny. And so what is it what is it subconsciously saying to the viewer? This is when their life gets bad and you don't need to see it. Yeah, your life is over by the time you get married and yeah. and that that's the season finale and that's the end of the whole series and right. cuz they got married. So the end. Right. Nobody wants to see that part. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't need to that see. That was Friends, that was Living Single, that was Martin. Yep. That was all of these different shows. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I I I am for I'm 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 pro marriage fam. I'm pro marriage and there's nothing like it. There's nothing like marriage between a man and a woman. I love it, it. Men can marry men and women can marry women. They're not experiencing what God created and what God intended. They're experiencing something. Yeah. They're just not experiencing what God created and what he intended. Right. You can buy a Lambo and drive it into the ocean. Right. You can. That's not the way the makers of Lamborghini wanted you to experience the car you bought. Right. But it's your car and right. you can do with it what you want. <laughs> right. You bought it. You can drive it straight into the ocean if you want to. And we will still love you. But don't call it a boat. Right. Because it's not. Right. And it can't become one. How, as we start, is it is it is this just a pastor term where they say, uh, you're gonna land, gonna land this, gonna land the plane? Gonna, no, no, no. Everybody, I mean, I don't know. I never heard it in comedy. I've only heard pastors being like, Yeah, comedy, com- comics don't let you know when they're done with their material. Yeah, they well, just hit you with the joke and it, then and they chunk it's just the ego, which is, I'm gonna do another 15. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you, um, again, maybe this is silly, but how would you? describe jesus how would you describe jesus to someone who never heard of him or someone who's skeptical of christianity and it's just like oh i never got to the jesus part yeah um jesus uh is god who chose to become a human being to show his love to humanity Mm. in a very brief amount of time and then die on a cross to display how much he loved the humanity Mm. that he came into the earth for. That's how I would describe him. To somebody that's never heard of yeah. him, that, that, that would be the first pitch I throw. And then, so follow-up question. So then the dude goes like, well, what was he like? Like, what was he like on earth? Oh, my God. This dude was the kindest, most generous, loving, giving, gifted person mm. that has ever lived in human history. And then I, I'm I'm trying to access my little like childlike wonder. Yeah. So then what what about like when things got hard for him? Like was it like superhero stuff? Was it like 
you know, Batman vengeance, like when things got hard for Jesus, did things get hard for Jesus? What yeah. did he do then? Yeah. So when things got hard for Jesus, he expressed frustration. He expressed anger. He cried. Mm. Mm. He vented. He sought out community. Right. 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 He handled bad days the way we should all handle bad days. <laughs> connected to the God that loves him and connected to people that loved him too. And so when you hear that, when someone hears that, you know, there's obviously the part of us that goes, well, you can never be like God. He's God. But also when you describe that, that does sound obtainable. So like, where are we at with that? Yeah. So the God part is his. Yeah. Right. And, and he makes us righteous. Jesus actually makes us righteous. There's nothing you and I could ever do to become righteous. Yeah. He makes us righteous. Right. I gave my life to Jesus January 14th of 1996. I I have not become more righteous 27 years later. I am as righteous as I was on the day I gave my life to Jesus. Right. I can't become more righteous. Right. I am freer. Right. I right. can't become more righteous, but I can't become more free. I like that. I like that a lot. Wow. Yeah. Um can you uh, this will be the last this will be the last thing. Can you talk about one of the things that got me that opened my heart to Christianity was hearing about some of not just Jesus. I mean, Jesus was it, right? That was yeah. my, that was my, that was my end was Jesus <laughs> guys. Um, Mine too. But um, also hearing about some of the, some of the characters in the Bible, some of the people who went from being so flawed to fucking warriors to, <laughs> um, to just suddenly the the bravest and not because they had God's power. Right. That's what's cool, right? Yeah. Like they I mean, I guess kinda. Uh they did. Um yeah. but they pinned their faith in them. Yeah. Yeah. Um can you talk about either like one or two of of your favorites um when it comes to like that kind of character? Yeah. Um the first one's David. Uh, because of tension, right? You, you and I both love comedy, right? And um, we we are good at creating tension, yeah, and then relieving it. That's it, right? That's what a good comic does. It's jack in the box. It's Jack in the box, yeah. right? Um, for for um, David to have one of his warriors, Uriah, set up to be murdered because he impregnated his wife. Um, and to also, it's an and, not a but, and to also be called a man after God's own heart. Yeah. Um, it is within that tension that, uh, I feel like the whole story of a walk with God is like, mm. it's the worst and the best of man. Right. On display. Right. I, I always tell people if if we would just be as honest about the about our lives as the Bible that we read, yeah, we'd all be okay. 
I mean, I think that's why it hit me so hard. Uh, like I'm realizing it after you said that yeah. it's because, you know, me and you, like, we can't not be vulnerable. It's no. not, I don't even, I don't call it a talent. I don't know if it started as a defense mechanism. It's just who I am. Me too. And, you know, and we'll get a lot of shit for it a ton, but also it's what people love about us. And, you know, here but i always thought part of it was like me being broken i'm like all right i'm really bad on first dates um <laughs> the, the amount of first dates i've had i'm like that was the third time i tried to kill myself um, right, right. and i'm like well they want to know yeah um and hearing like hearing about david and um uh, paul like these people who would have just gotten written off oh the, you the, know i mean david would have been canceled yep uh, Paul would have been canceled. Yeah. Peter would have been canceled. Yep. Um, Elijah would have been canceled. Yeah. Everybody in the Bible, if they if 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 they played it out in America, um, they they wouldn't have been accepted until after they were dead and written about and then reflected upon. Well, and then twenty years later, would also then take down their statue after they were accepted. We're like, we change our mind. Right. Right. Exactly. Right. So so we we do all this. There's all this cancellation in our culture where we will we will read the narrative of Peter who denied Jesus right. and be like, he was one of the greats. Right. He denied Jesus three times. Actually, what he did was worse than what Judas did. Yeah. Denial is worse than betrayal. Right. <laughs> betrayal, at least you think I exist still. Right. You're not, you're not disavowing who I am. You're, you're, being, just, you're being upfront about being a Yeah, you just head. turned your back on, yeah. on me. Denial means... I don't even know that dude. You're going to try to act like you weren't even with him. Right, right. You walked on water. What the are you talking about? You don't know who this dude is. <laughs> not only did he get, not, right. not only did he not get canceled, Jesus cooked him breakfast. Yeah. When he went back to his old job. What? <laughs> again, this is like. Y'all don't want to play with me on this stuff. When you're. When I'm you're, glad I'm on your show. What? <laughs> Dude, this let let this be the show that every time you're like, I got a vent and I can't do it on mine. Just come on, oh, this will be the I'm delinquent. Coming straight yeah. to Studio yeah. B. Fam. Yeah, <laughs> this is like you go into the basement, but then there's like a bookshelf and you pull a thing, and we're in the, there's like another floor that's down. Exactly right. Yeah, yeah. That's there's us. a basement. There's uh, a back cave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the what you just said. It was like when you were describing Jesus, where we think it's so obtainable, yet it sounds so simple. Mm -hmm. That, to me, what you just described, it was like seeing the best in someone, helping them redeem themselves. Um, this sounds basic kindness, basic love and kindness. This sounds very what I thought was liberal when I you know, was super liberal, and yet we can't do it. And do you think that that is because, and again, this is no, I'll always do my still kind of liberal disclaimer, which is like, you know, there need to be consequences if you are violent, if you are abusive, if you are racist, if you are whatever, but that is different than I'm going to ruin your life. I'm going to bask in it. You're never going to be forgiven. You're never going to be able to do anything good again. Um, do you think this is because we just don't want to deal with our own so we just kind of go, well, look at that. Look at Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, I'm not as bad as him. So just like look away. Yeah, we, we're, 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 we are so afraid of reality yeah. that we just curate 
our lives and culture in a way that helps us to not have to, thank you, Holy Spirit. Let me say this a different way. We live our lives with as, we live our lives with the least amount of mirrors as possible. Hmm. How can I get through the day without looking myself in the mirror? Wow. Right. Wow. I'm afraid to see me. Right. So let's talk about you. Yes. Yep. I'm afraid to see me, so let's examine you. Ted Haggard was one of the best preachers in all of Christianity. Best teachers of the Bible in all of Christianity. The dude goes to get a, a, a massage with a happy ending by a dude, and now we erase all his messages as if what he wasn't preaching was the gospel. The dude wasn't preaching about getting happy endings by male escorts. Can I tell you? He I, was preaching the f***ing gospel, right? And he did it well. So well, he was like the leader of a whole movement. I can't remember what movement it was or what he was over, but, but he was brilliant. The sermons were true. His life in that aspect wasn't. Can I, confession time? Please. Did a joke about him on television. On the Showtime Network, it was me, Ron White, Lewis Black, Sugar Ray Leonard was in the audience, <laughs> um, eviscerating him. Yep. Um, I think there was a term called like, uh, oh, I, I forget the joke, but it was brutal. Do that one joke oh, about wait, gay so rights. Do you, do you want to stand? Ron, would you like me to stand or sit? You or just sit right where okay, you cool. are, so uh, you can't get away if it sucks. <laughs> sure. Uh, sure. To every heterosexual, mentally abusive, closet racist, fast food feeding, let your kid run around a mall like a psychopath parent, why do you have like nine fucking kids, yet you say that gay folk can't adopt because it might screw the child up, and I know. America thinks that every time a gay couple adopts a child, it forces otherwise straight and homophobic Pastor Ted Haggard to hire a gay male prostitute and engage in a week-long meth-induced fuck spree. I know. <laughs> um, want to know how many sermons I ever heard by him? Zero. None. I promise you. And no you want to know how miserable I was during that time in my life? Fucking miserable. This is Juliet. Sorry. What's up, beautiful? It's okay. I'm with Jamie. We were talking about you, and I want my marriage to be like yours. Hi. Good to meet you, too. We have to double date soon. Oh, I heard it. <laughs> ba baby, you are gorgeous. That's you are you, you are so beautiful. This is how you do it. Where's my cam? This hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call you as soon as I leave, okay? Baby, I, I, I bet you I'll call you before then. Okay, all right. I love you. Okay, bye. Don't you dare edit that out. That stays. That all stays. Uh, it, it, it needs to stay. I also use that opportunity to look at my girl. Um, <laughs> this is great. Uh, man, I just... I'm glad you said that, though. Thank you for admitting that. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Y'all ripped that dude based off what the headline said. Never listened to a message. Dude... His sermons are still gold. Yep. And if I was truly, I mean, this was like my peak 
lefty cancel culture. If I was truly what I th- thought I was supposed to be, then wouldn't I have actually had like a ton of compassion for that guy Bruh. instead of going on TV and being like, ha ha gay meth lab, Christian, blah, blah, blah. Imagine, imagine, uh, after David's life, uh, the chroniclers finding all of his Psalms and saying, can't print this. Shit. Woof. Right. Not, uh, you remember what he did? Right. To Uriah and whole thing with Bathsheba. I mean, we're going to have to put that. Here's what I love about the Bible. The Bible, the Bible has very little either or. Yeah. And so much both and. That's it. Right? It, it, it just goes, hey, David did this and he did this and he did this. And it's all staying in the narrative. Right. <laughs> we ain't cleaning it up and we ain't taking it out. But here's the thing, though. The children of Israel. Do you know what Israel literally means? To wrestle with God. I'm the worst Jew. No, I didn't know that. Do, do, I was raised Jewish. Do, do, you know, do you know the thing that believers want to do least? Wrestle. Right. Yeah, that's true. Right. We don't want to, we want, we want everything black and white. Right. It's either this or that, but we don't want to wrestle with the tension of what if it's both? Well, and you can learn, <laughs> you can learn from both. Yeah. Like that's the thing. Like for me, it's been such a blessing to read about these flawed people who did these incredible things because instead of canceling them, that should give you hope. You know, I used to, every time I still have this fear, there are people who will forever hate me online and I have this fear that when these shows start to come out, they're going to do what I did to people Mm. where I'd see some politician got caught in a bathroom with someone. And then two years later, the book comes out like my walk with Christ. And Mm -hmm, it's like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. them walking out of a bathroom stall with a little (laughs) halo or whatever. And uh, the worst (laughs) picture graphic of all time. (laughs) It's going to be my book cover now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And, uh, and and you wouldn't even look into it. What yep. you're like, some PR guy yep. told him to find you. That I mean, that's why, honestly, the, one of the things I'm the most proud of, and I shouldn't be, it's a shame thing probably, is that I found Jesus um, not at one of my rock bottoms, not when I was suicidal. I was actually kind of thriving. Great. Um, that's beautiful. But also, like, I say that like I owe it to strangers. And you to, don't. And I don't. You don't. But, you know... Um, it you would blow off those stories mm-hmm. and and never I would and never take them seriously, and now it's so funny that I'm 40 and I found Jesus and He changed my life and all I want to do is talk about Jesus and I go oh man I wonder if actually some of those dudes that I trashed were really sincere you know and like because Ted Haggard again didn't know a sermon didn't you just automatically assume he was a a, a carny shyster yeah. who was always secretly just like a drug addict gay guy instead yeah. of no he was someone who loved Jesus who was just as flawed as me absolutely correct. And, and any of us under enough pressure with enough leash, with enough rope in our leash and the fence not being high enough. Gonna bite the bell, man. It's gonna bite the bell. Yeah, dude. We're landing right there. We're landing right there. Pro, right? That was a good place. I'm like, I I wanted to follow it. I got more. Um, (laughs) Guys, if you're not listening to the basement, Obviously, check out the basement. You can follow Tim Upset the Gram on Instagram. Um, we're gonna be doing more stuff together, which is Absolutely. very exciting. So uh, excited about it. If you like the show, 
uh, tell people about it. That's the most important. Obviously, stuff like rating, reviewing, iTunes, subscribing on YouTube, that's important. Um, but what's really important is if you feel like any of this could impact um, someone in your life, someone who is a believer, someone who's not a believer, someone who's struggling with relationships, someone who's struggling with confidence. Um, so you can see people who aren't talking down to you. We're, we're with you. We're in the fight with you. Um, send it to them. Send them a clip. They don't have to listen to a three-hour podcast. Just send them a clip. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at the Jamie Kilstein. Um, keep spreading the word. Thank you guys so much. Um, we cannot do this without you. And we'll see you next week in the back row. Come on. Hi, I know you don't want to see more white noise trash on social media, so I'm going to be very quick. If you want to find out what I'm doing, what our show is doing, you can sign up for our newsletter. It is the best way to stay in touch. It's the best way to get offers and exclusive access. You can find the link below. I am done. Thank you. Goodbye.